yeah, grown-up parents listening to the show, just you. If you're saying you want nothing, then that means you're gonna not spend any money on anything for the rest of ever. Right? <laughs> it's like you you're gonna buy groceries next week. Well, then let me at least right, give you a gift card for the groceries. Or you know you're gonna need someone to to shovel your walkway. Then let us pay for that someone to shovel your walkway. But uh, everybody, every every elderly person needs something. Welcome to the Medical Dads Podcast, a parenting podcast by two dads who happen to be medical doctors. I'm one of your co-hosts, Dr. Stuart Harmon, a pediatric emergency room physician and father of four from Ottawa, Ontario. I want to be in the podcast. Daddy, do you know what you're doing? Can I play a game on your computer? Daddy, where's mommy? And I'm your other co-host, Dr. David Shu, a family doctor from Toronto, Ontario. Welcome aboard. All right, Dr. Harmon, Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. How you doing? Yes, we made it. We made it on time. We didn't miss the holiday. This year, we have we started missing holidays and not being able to get our episodes out on time. You mean we made it because we recorded this episode before Christmas. Listeners will have to tell us <laughs> if they hear this before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, whether Dave is able to edit the episode on time, we will see. Yeah, what are we talking about? What are, is, is this just a free-for-all, everything-you-want-to-know-about-Christmas type episode, or do we have a structure for this today? We always need to have a structure <laughs> because because we're medical doctors, right? We have to have a structure for our episodes. I, I thought we should talk a bit about the most, I, I, I'll put it in quotations, okay. important part of Christmas, <laughs> and that is the presents, right? I know, I know we're not supposed to think about presents during Christmas. Christmas is not about presents. It's not about gifting it's about giving it's about it's about all these other things it's about jesus it's about you know gathering the family together you know it's about all these things we'll get linus out here with his blanket to come on stage and tell (laughs) us exactly what christmas means yeah the true meaning of christmas but underscoring all that all kids know a big part of christmas is the presence and we should just tackle that head on (laughs) let's just face the fact that christmas is in 2022 a lot about presence and let's deal with that it came without packages. It came without trimmings. It came without flu flunkers, got blobblers and trimmings. <laughs> so let's start, first of all, Christmas. Just the fact that there's all these presents being bandied about and being exchanged and the expectation that people are going to receive presents, the expectation that you have to give a present to people, on top of all the other things going on in the world, on top of the fact that you know it's year-end for all these businesses, people are off on holiday so the <clears throat> so the hospitals are closed you can't get health care if you need during this time of year the fact that people feel lonely if they've lost a loved one or that this holiday season suddenly rem- brings back all these memories of things that you know reminds them of what life should be like on top of all that stress we have to deal with the present <laughs> right as if it's it's not enough to have to do with all this stuff now you must have you know, 18 presents ready, wrapped, you know, it can't be the same present as last year. Got to be something useful, right? Got to be something educational. Can't be completely frivolous. You said you put a lot of restrictions on your presents. Is this a list of, of, uh, of uh, criteria that your children gave you? Uh, Dad, here's the list of things that we need for this present. No. First year, it has to be, it has to be educational, as, Dad. As, as a responsible adult, Dad, uh, when you're giving presents out to people, there are 
so many criteria, <laughs> right? You, when I give a present to my children, yeah. there's certain criteria, right? Obviously, it can't be a repeat. It's got to be something that they like. Ideally, something they can learn something from. It can't be R-rated, right? And then you, and then you flip it. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna give a present to, to you know, my child's teacher. Yeah. Well, now it's kind of different. It's got to be something that's kind of useful, something that shows that we care. Can't be something that's obviously re-gifted. You know, can't be something that someone else gave us that we really don't want. It's got to show some class, some character. Uh, okay. It's, yeah. Right. And and then and then you're kind of like. To save time, you're like, maybe I'll just gift card everyone. Everyone gets a gift card. But who really gets excited seeing a gift card from Esso? I mean, I know gas is expensive, and I love getting gift cards from for Esso. But, you know, really, like, it's Christmas. You know, put some more thought into it. Yeah, the gift card, they've all been tampered with anyway. So by the time you bought yeah, that gift now, card. Now, now I've been told, don't give gift cards, right? And I've, I've been told, don't re-gift any gift cards. They're like, I'm really not going to go to this store. But I'm afraid to re-gift the gift card because the gift card might have been tampered with. And if I give a re-gifted gift card that's been tampered with, now I look like the tamperer. Like, this is just a, it's so complicated. It does. Uh, it is a bit of a rabbit hole to spiral down. I mean, when you buy these gift cards, you always get that gift card receipt, right? The receipt mm. that, uh, that if this gift card doesn't work, here's the receipt they're supposed to have, which is already <laughs> makes you nervous. You're like, wait a minute. So there's a, there's enough of a chance that this gift card isn't going to work that you need to give me this receipt. Plus, the receipt right. is going to be time-stamped. Right? So if you pick that <laughs> gift card up on the way to the party or you know, morning of, the person getting it could look at it and be like, oh, well, you didn't give this much thought. Obviously, you just went out and got this like, a few minutes ago. We could, we could do a whole discussion on gift cards, right? Like gift cards that have like timestamps, gift cards that slowly withdraw money each month that you're not with, you're not using it. There's all sorts of funny shenanigans with gift cards. Yet, yet at the same time, because it's so untactful to give cash, we feel like exchanging it for a gift card is a better option somehow in this day and age. Makes no sense. Well, I think the, the, the premise with the gift card is if I give you cash, you may end up having to spend it on something that's not fun for yourself. You know, I give you cash and then you, you need to pay for parking or groceries and before you know it, you've, you've used that. Um, so the person may not have spent it on themselves uh, as mm -hmm. such. Uh, whereas when you give the gift card, then you know the person is going to have to get something for themselves for the, for the most part. Of course, the problem is you have to pick the right place for the gift card to go to. And half the time, these gift cards do sit in a drawer for so long that they get forgotten. I, yeah, exactly. I'm fairly certain that if you were the owner of like a big chain store like Indigo or Esso, that you know in your accounting files that for every $100 you sell of gift cards, only $70 or $65 of it gets used. Yeah. Right, you're making free thirty dollars there because the card vanishes at some point. Right, it's it's very very tricky. It's just like Revenue Canada, yeah. how they kind of like impose these weird things where like you get paid and you got to give the tax back and they let you hold the money for a little bit, but they know that just through that you're gonna lose some of the money. Like it's it's such a mess. Yeah, yeah, it's it's quite a scam on the part of the people selling the gift cards. They they know that uh, that that you're not gonna. <laughs> You're not going to spend all that gift card. They're coming out ahead one way or another. They're making right. they're making right. back the cost of the plastic for that gift card. Now, before we talk about presents, let's just talk a little bit about Christmas this year. Okay. Because this year it seems like we're rolling into the Christmas season, and it's almost feels like not a moment too soon as a parent, right? Like this this winter or this fall leading into this part of winter has just been a slog fest for almost every parent I know. 
you're talking this year this year specifically so it's like a double entendre we're talking about christmas presents and you're talking about christmas presents you don't mean christmas in general as a slog you mean this exactly year. Okay. exactly this year's christmas present has been a, is we're heading into this christmas coming off this miserable flu season right <laughs> it's just been this this concoction of various viruses and bacteria conspiring to make the last three or four months of schooling absolutely insane for almost every parent. Every parent that I talk to is like, yeah, we've been battling these like coughs and colds cycling through our family for the last three months, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then we'll kind of list like, yeah, he was sick, then she was sick, then I was sick, my wife's sick, and it's like this sequence, right? And then just when you think you're out of it, then not, then they come home again, and we, we do this whole rigmarole again, yeah. right? And then I, when you look at the news, all you hear about is like RSV, influenza. You don't even hear about COVID anymore, right? COVID's not even that big in the news. We're just hearing that viruses are running rampant. And COVID at this point is just another one of the viruses on this list of things that's sending people in and out of the clinics, in and out of the hospital. And we're heading into Christmas and it's like, please just give us two weeks off school so we can recover. Yeah. Please. It's starting to get a lot of people where, you know, they're saying, oh, well, no, no, this is, I'm worried. There's, there's something more going on here uh, because it's been seven days now that there's been vomiting and uh, no energy. And, uh, you know, my kids have been sick before, but never anything like this. You're saying, yeah, well, you know, I think what you have here is is actual influenza. Uh, and it's like, no, no, he's had the flu before. It's like, have you, he's had influenza before? You know, for a fact it was influenza? Because when you actually have influenza, it gives you a sense of, oh, that's why this particular virus called influenza, they've made a vaccine for. Right? They don't make a vaccine for just any old virus that, that makes you have a sniffle. Right? This one, this, this one, when you actually have it and realize how miserable you feel, even if you don't want the vaccine, at least you realize, ah, oh, now I guess I understand why they would have made a vaccine because this is more than just the everyday cold that my kid's been getting for the last three months. Right, right. So with all this going on, and, and then, of course, the healthcare system that you and I are both part of yeah. is seriously strapped at this point of the year, yeah. right? And, and you know that holidays are a bad time of year to get sick. You don't want to go to the hospital during the holiday season because people are on their last legs. A lot of doctors, and rightfully so, are taking some holiday time, be with their family. And as a result, you know, a lot of clinics are on reduced holiday schedules. Doctors are out. And so what are you supposed to do when you get sick? And you show up in the emergency room That's where Dr. Harmon is waiting to treat <laughs> you, right. right? It's a rough time of year for everybody. Yeah, yeah. This is, I guess, to put it into numbers, when you look at the number of influenza cases in particular right now in, uh, in Ontario, the number is about twice as high as the number of influenza cases we had, not last year when nobody was getting sick because of COVID, but twice as high as it was the, this time the year prior to COVID. Um, so mm. we are at a level that's higher than, uh, than what it was you know, pre, pre-COVID. Uh, although I right. that there's a silver lining. I'm, the Australian data, because Australia's flu season usually starts before ours, uh, so we can sort of see how it played out with them and make some guesses how it will play out with us. Their influenza also peaked higher than usual, but then, uh, then the, the peak declined earlier than usual. So you had a big flu season in what the equivalent of, uh, of the fall would be for them. And then it was like ending before winter. And it's the same thing with us here. At least the early signs are suggesting that the peak is actually starting to come down, um, which means that uh, we may not have this sustained crazy double numbers like 
going into February, March. So, so maybe that will be the best Christmas present of all for everyone yeah. this Christmas. But, but the jury is out on that still. I guess you could look at it as a, from a silver bells lining point of view. Uh, this gives everybody an excuse to actually just stay home for Christmas and avoid some of the holiday madness of having to go and visit you know, several sets of uh, in-laws and whatnot. <laughs> but that's the stuff that makes life worth living, <laughs> spending time with your extended family, right? It's, this year has been so difficult. Like Even during the year, it's been so hard to find time where, n- not, where everybody's healthy, you know, where there isn't one person sick that's like, okay, this thing's canceled. Or, okay, we're only going to bring half the family together yeah. for, you know, for dinner kind of thing. Like This year has just been full of this kind of stuff. Hopefully during this Christmas, and I know with the virus is running rampant, it might not be that easy to, that people do get to connect with their extended families, you know, have a gathering. Christmas is saved. <laughs> Now, one thing one thing about Christmas is you always hear that statistic that's like there are more heart attacks on Christmas Eve than on any other day or something. You, you've heard that statistic? Uh, more suicides, that there's more suicides around the holidays. Oh, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So there's, and I think heart attacks and stuff also. Yeah. I've, these are like these kind of urban legends that you get talked to, that you get taught when you're a medical trainee. Yeah. Right. You're kind of like a bright, wide-eyed medical trainee. You're on call in the hospital and they're like, oh, it's going to be a long night. Christmas is a bad night. Yeah. Right. And, and they always say it's because, you know, all these elderly people are feeling sad. You know, they, they're widowed, they're sitting at home, and they're heartbroken, and then, you know, they end up in the hospital. And it's, it, 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 I don't even know if it's true, first of all. But just the fact that stories like this have legs just really shows how people love to really give the opposite story for everything, right? There's always the contrarian has to, like, step out and give the opposite of what everyone else is feeling like it's christmas it's a great time of year everyone's happy and then there'll be this other group on the side say oh no this is a miserable time of year people die during this time of year it's the worst time of year right it's it's no different than like you know the world cup is on it's a celebration of the greatest soccer players in the world and there's this other group on the side oh yeah they're the migrant workers a lot of them suffered really bad like you can't enjoy the world cup don't enjoy soccer this is a politically this is unacceptable yeah right everything in our world now has this, you know, over overarching storyline that's negated by the opposite storyline <laughs> that someone is pushing at all times. I mean, is that new though? Is that is that just? It's not new. It's not new, which which is also this whole presence thing, right? So it's like Christmas is here. Kids are like excited. Even parents, like I'm gonna get a couple presents. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna open some presents, have some toys to play with. <laughs> Oh, Christmas should not be about presents. Christmas is not about presents. Don't you dare be making it about presents, right? So always this opposite narrative, right? Should not be about this. We, like, I, I think for today, for the next 30 minutes, we're just going to embrace the Christmas presents for what it is. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I, I was wondering where this was going. But yeah, <laughs> I get that. It's like, I mean, if you're, if you're already sad and depressed, then you're going to be more sad and depressed at Christmas. But if you're a happy person, then you'll be happier at Christmas. So, yeah, the sad gets sadder, the happy get happier. Yeah. Christmas as a giant magnifying glass. That's right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so let's talk about presents. We've talked about gift cards a little bit. Yeah, everybody, now, when they were a kid, liked getting presents, right? It, everybody, who doesn't like getting presents, honestly? Like, you could be the most miserable person on earth. Someone gives you something. Right? They give you a gift card. They give you a box of chocolates. 
How do you not like that? Well, it's you, you, for adults, right? You got these adults who uh, they don't want to get presents because then they feel like pressure that they have to give presents, and it's so much work oh. to try to give present that they just want to avoid the whole thing, right? And those are the that, people you like. That is an unbearable thing. Yeah. My parents used to always pull that stunt, and it wasn't about presents. It was about like some of their buddies, you know, family friends would be like, you know, let's go out to dinner, right? Yeah. Oh no, no, we can't go. We're busy, and I'm like, why don't we go? I we like hanging out with people. Yeah, but at the end, they're going to fight for the bill. They're going to want to pay. Then next time, we're going to have to pay. I'm like, so then take turns. Like, what's so (laughs) difficult about this? No, we must all stay home. We must not celebrate anything, right? We cannot socialize. We cannot give presents. We must. We we must not celebrate these things. Christmas is a sad time of year. Like, I don't understand. It's like, okay, do we have to spend all this time rationalizing why fundamentally you just suck. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all these people who are like that now, were not like that as kids, right? When you were a kid, you definitely enjoyed presents and you didn't think about, well, but then the stress of, of, of well, but now I have to give my parents something as, as, as good as what they gave me. You know, you made your little macaroni picture frame or whatever little junk you could pull together and it wasn't uh, tit for tat. You're, you got your Nintendo or whatever else you wanted and uh, you were not given the equivalent back in, uh, in childhood artwork. Um, I, I will say as a parent, receiving like a little bit of childhood artwork is great. That's all I need for Christmas, right? I don't need them blowing money on stuff I don't need as a parent at this point in my life. <laughs> Right. And, and the idea that I'm going to give them money so that they can now spend money to buy something for me that I don't need seems absurd. Just make me a little macaroni doll. I'm quite happy with that. I'd only do it once a year because I've already got stacks <laughs> and stacks of the uh, junk you brought home from school. <laughs> you know, when you slap yeah, so a I mean, Merry Christmas on any old piece of artwork that was already coming home, regardless, that was going to recycling bin. So that's the thing about presents is that presents, although we all like getting them, especially as kids, and we like getting them now presence there is this other side to it where you know it can be a very stressful thing right and you, you know if you're around my wife around cyber monday that's when this starts black friday cyber monday yeah. my wife gets really worked up because christmas is just around the corner yeah. and cyber monday is the last day of sales before christmas so if you want to buy presents for people and save a little money that's the day you got to do it <laughs> right and it's like really just want to go to bed. Oh, Cyber Monday's about to end. We got to order everything right now. We got to order everything. Otherwise, I'm going to be stressed out. I'm already stressed out now. <laughs> One of my kids had asked for some type of uh, like uh, elaborate uh, stuffed animal thing that has a magical reveal to it. Right? Mm. Uh, anyhow, uh, Cyber Monday, there's, there's a deal for this thing at Mastermind Toys. Uh, but... It was only at Mastermind Toys, so I'm like looking online to see can you know can I get the same deal at Toys R Us or Walmart and uh, other they don't have it at, they have it at other at regular price which was like something silly like forty dollars more than what it would have got on the sale um, or it was uh, just out of stock. So the only Mastermind Toys that in my area that had it was like not the one that's close to closest to my house or closest to where I work. So I had to go out of my way to get this thing. So I order it and for pickup in store. It takes mm-hmm. five days before you can before if you don't pick it up after the five days, then they restock it and you and you lose your sale, right? And I was busy that week, uh, so each day I'm like, hey, I want to go out to drive out to do this thing, but uh, yeah, yeah, something came up and now you don't have free time to go for a drive that's out of my way. I have to go to work for something else <laughs> until finally it's the Friday and I'm realizing, oh my gosh, like the way it's worded in the in the flyer is not quite clear if on 
five day five they restock it or after day five they restock it so i'm driving out of my way to get the, the this thing i get to the store go and they have it they haven't restocked it i still get it at the sale price it's like oh okay oh, i hope this is worth it then on the way home i had some other reason why i had to stop at a walmart i go into the walmart and right in front of me a gigantic uh, set of shelves right five days after so-called cyber monday uh there's like three three rows deep, like five shelves high. This same stuffed magical mixy thing uh, <laughs> at at the same price that I got it on the so-called sale price. So at the very least, you got stressed out and worked up over nothing, right? You could have obtained this item for the same price without all that stress. Yeah, I, I mean, stress might be overcalling, you know, considering what people are dealing with in the world, <laughs> say that I was stressed <laughs> about having to uh, pay full yeah, price. Yeah, don't forget about the war in the Ukraine <laughs> yeah. and, you know, you know, COVID going crazy in China and all the other things in the world. This is stress. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would assume that people in the Ukraine right now also went through a lot of uh, Cyber Monday stress. <laughs> <laughs> so here's some questions for you. Yeah. We can work through this list. What do we get for the person that has everything? You know, you always, you're always looking at, this becomes an issue. Like, well, this person has almost everything. They have, they have seemingly everything they need in the world. What else are, can you buy for that person? Well, that, that's the thing, right? Is uh, the difference between the person who has who has everything, who, who, who literally has everything. Uh, so, you know, what do you buy for Elon Musk, right? Uh, <laughs> versus the person who has everything they need, right? If the person has everything they need, then they may not have everything they want. So there's some wiggle room there. Or the person might have everything <laughs> they want, but then there's some things that they, uh, that they need. I, I think that actually might be a division between uh, husbands and wives. Because right? <laughs> your wife may look at you and say, well, yeah, I know you have everything you want, but, uh, you know, I think you need some new work pants or new work shirts or things like that. <laughs> oh, yes. There's this whole industry built on this. It's called the tie industry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think husbands are a little bit more, um, are more inclined to be like, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I can't think of what my, uh, of what my wife, I, like I don't have a good, I don't do a good job of having of even knowing what my wife needs, <laughs> so I, I end up getting her what I think she wants. Whereas I think wives uh, have maybe like more of an inclination towards uh, like, yeah, I, I don't know if I know what he wants, but I know what I think he needs. So, so what you're saying is that you give more fun gifts to your wife than you receive from your wife is basically what you're saying here. I mean, fun is a subjective thing. Right? So. <laughs> yeah, and it's your subjective experience of her gifts that we're talking about. Well, that, but that's where you could fall in the trap of getting what your wife is just going to feel like is junk, right? You get something that's fun. You know, I got It's an M&M dispenser shaped like a little M&M guy. It's going to be so much fun. Oh, I, I used to be that guy. For some reason, in, in university... Uh -huh. My buddies and I decided we were going to do gift exchanges for a couple of years. Yeah. And this is back when none of us had jobs. We're just spending our parents' money, right? And, okay, we're going to go to a mall and buy presents for all of us and then have sit down for, a, for another excuse to party, yeah. right? And so I would always be buying the most ridiculous items, right? Like the, the, dancing, the dancing Santa Claus. We have to put a battery in so you can get that one song out of them, right? Yeah. Like stuff like that. But, but it, was so, it was so fun to just randomly blow money like that yeah 
So that's, you know, maybe that's the overarching theme or advice needs to be for people is that gift giving is supposed to be fun, right? So if it's not fun, then, <laughs> then you know, you need to change what you're doing. True, true. Because I think what we're going to talk about is how all these things are designed to make it not fun. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like, let's go, I'm going to go through some categories of people where commonly we come up with, okay, we got to get this person a present. What are we going to get yeah. them? And let's see how you approach these issues. Or if maybe you don't even approach these issues at all. And it's just our family that has to deal with it. <clears throat> Number one, what do you get for your children's teachers? Now, your wife is a teacher. Yeah. So she must have some uh, experience with this. Yeah, that uh, I think my wife does usually do the does the job of picking what they get the, for the teachers, and it's a lot of uh, Starbucks gift cards, coffee, Tim mm -hmm. Hortons gift cards. It's a lot, a lot of stuff like that. Sometimes maybe with like a little chocolate or a little mug or something that to go with to, that it can go with. Mm -hmm. But uh, the bulk of the gift is generally uh, gift cards and a card. So the reason for that is because we feel like teachers kind of know what they want to spend their money on and giving them the gift card gives them the autonomy to pick the exact thing that they want. Well, I think specifically it's always coffee-related things. Like, you know the teachers are drinking coffee. That's Because they're tired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you got to get up early to get the kids off to school, and when they get there, the teacher's already there and supposed to have things ready to go. So you know that teacher needs a coffee. Now, how about gifts for our children's physicians or for our physicians? Are you, are you a person that regularly gifts... <laughs> to, to your healthcare support team. <laughs> I think a lot of our listeners would say, um, I could get a gift from my child's physician, but since I can only see them three weeks after the appointment, it'll be too late to give them the gift. <laughs> now, there's an art to this. In back, Growing up in our family, for my mom, it was a big thing that she had to give gifts to the doctor. Okay. Right? And I was like, I, I don't even know why this is important. Right, because as a physician, when we go to medical school, we're taught not to receive gifts. Yeah, like, it's, we're it's not awkward to actually to get a gift like that. Yeah, it's awkward. It 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 screws around with your sense of objectivity. Yeah. You know, it's breaking these ba these uh, boundaries that are supposed to exist between patient and physician. Yeah. And my mom was all over that. She was, she was breaking through the <laughs> breaking the wall all the time with this, and not just giving gifts to the to the doctor because you know doctors got all this stuff. You know what's an extra box of chocolates to them, but she'd be giving gifts to the doctor's receptionist. Ah, right? yes. These were these were targeted missile strikes, right, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to the people who control the in and outs of the office. Like when's the next appointment? Yeah. Someone's on that button, and it ain't the doctor. <laughs> that, uh, that's that's what it's definitely not. Uh... It's not a true, that's a different meaning for that type of a gift, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe so. Okay, well, my, my, so I guess if people want to know about what to give doctors, personally, I don't, uh, I don't really think people should be, I don't think that should be the culture that you give your doctor a gift at Christmas. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm saying that but, because but I'm if, a merge doctor. But, but if you do want to give a gift to your doctor, just on the off chance, even if it's culturally responsible, officially licensed sportswear from the NBA <laughs> or the NFL would be appropriate. What I was going to say was if you're going to give a gift to your doctor, you should do it anonymously. Right? That'd be the greatest <laughs> gift of all. If they get something and they don't know who it's from and there's no way they're not going to know who it's from, then, then you know mm. they're getting what, whatever good feeling you want them to get from the gift, but uh, without any of the strings attached that come with uh, getting mm. a gift from a patient. Wow. Anonymous gifting at Christmas. You just blew my mind. I've never received an anonymous gift at Christmas, ever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, anonymous gifting in general uh, it can really, mm. really make somebody's day if they're getting an anonymous gift. Um, I, I kind of like the uh, the anonymous gifting, and I, I'm not claiming that I do a ton of it, but uh, 
yeah, from time to time. Anonymous gifting. But uh, now, now, maybe I would have a different approach to the whole gifting stuff for your physician if I was an emergency doctor, right? Because people generally aren't <laughs> thinking at Christmas of the guy they saw the emergency at one time. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking you're missing out on this whole bizarre part of the physician experience. Do you get any gifts ever? Have you received a Christmas gift from a patient ever? From a patient? No, not, no I never received a Christmas gift. Never? Oh, that is such a shame. <laughs> I mean, if, if in the emergency department, I know I shouldn't say that we've never received any kind of gift. That's not a Christmas gift, but sometimes a, a really grateful patient might come and give something to the entire department, right? Like a, mm. a, a, big, a big fruit basket or something like that will sometimes show up in the emergency department sort of for everybody. So uh, uh, I'm not at all suggesting that uh, emergency department patients are not grateful. But the idea that they would have a relationship with me where I would get a gift specifically for the doctor, if every patient I did did that, if that became a normal expectation the way it is for certain teachers, <laughs> I'd get thousands, literally thousands of gifts every year. <laughs> big, big talk here from Dr. Harmon, who's never received a gift. He's now thinking he's going to receive thousands of gifts well, just in a just world. If, if every single patient that I saw in a year gave me a gift, you know how many patients I see in a year in an emergency department setting? Like, you are missing out you are missing out and this is this is actually an interesting thing you know let, let us actually talk some actual medicine for a moment okay. here so, so this business of receiving gifts is actually a topic in medical training right yeah. i was i was talking to one of my <clears throat> one of my colleagues recently they were training like a medical student right and the medical student is following them around and this is this is like in the lead up to christmas okay. right so Trainees following the doctor around, and trainees get been told all this stuff about not receiving gifts from your patients. Stay objective, blah blah blah. The medical student is following the doctor around. Doctor's like, "Do you have any questions about anything?" "No, no, I'm fine." So they see a bunch of patients. "Do you have any questions about anything?" "No, no, I'm fine." "Do you have any questions about anything?" "Yeah, about that present that you received. Is that like what's the deal with receiving presents? Like, you don't have any other questions to ask? You want to ask about the present that I received today, <laughs> right?" So. So here it is. The, the rub is we're not supposed to receive gifts from patients. And when I was a, when I was a nude graduate. When you were you know, a nude green, graduate? Did you just say when you were a nude graduate? <laughs> no, when I was a new graduate. <laughs> when I was a new graduate and I was nude and I was reflecting on this <laughs> issue of receiving presents in the nude. Right? No, when I was a, new, when I was a recent graduate, when I was a young doctor, I had this thing where like, you know, if someone gives me a gift, I don't know what to say. Like, I, I you know, say thank you, but I, you know, I don't want it. You can have it back. And as I got to become an older doctor, I'm like, whatever, just give, just give me the gift. We'll share it. You know, it's the spirit of the season. Like over time, I've just became less and less. I couldn't police this kind of stuff. Well, plus right? there, there it is. It's, it, it could actually be hurtful to somebody to, to not accept a gift, right? So there's Culturally, it is very rude to do that, yeah. right? Like, it's very rude to do that when someone gives you a gift. And it's one thing if the gift is wrapped, and it's one thing if it's unwrapped, right? Because someone gives you something that's blatantly, obviously, too much, right? Yeah. Well, then what are you going to do about it? You can't, you, you, like, let's say they hand you something in your hand that looks very extravagant. You can see it. Yeah. You can at least at that moment say, I don't want it. Yeah. But the patients are intelligent. They hide this thing in a wrapper. So you have to, you're not going to open the wrapper in front of them. That's not culturally acceptable. So you're going to be opening this thing in private later. Now you realize the thing is expensive. And now what do you do with it? It's a whole other different calculation. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've had variations of this type of thing. <laughs> I feel like as medical trainees and trainers, we can't tell people not to ever receive gifts. This is just ludicrous. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Like we're not monks, okay? Like we're not meant to like never receive anything. 
At the same time, I, uh, monks actually starts... don't monks go around like not with no money and and live <laughs> off of gifts. <laughs> like, <laughs> it sounds like maybe we are monks. <laughs> so we are. <laughs> Like sitting That's in a robe with a the... wooden bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other side of the Christmas story. But, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess, I guess that's the thing. Like, we're not asking for gifts, but if people are choosing to give us gifts, saying no to them all and just refusing and just like you know tossing it aside because yeah. I don't want it, that just doesn't seem realistic. That's why they should give it anonymously. But at the same time, if the gift is too much, then it probably needs to be addressed. Right. If it's a if it becomes into the realm of like a direct bribe or something to curry favor for the future, you should be careful about it and figure out how you're going to deal with it. In cases like that, I feel like you might want to take accept part of the gift just as a gesture, but return the rest of it. It's not necessary. <laughs> like, look, I will keep the 70 inch screen uh, and the accompanying <laughs> Blu-ray. But uh, no, the copy of Titanic that you included with that, it's just too much. It's just too much. I can't take a Blu-ray like that from you. I'll just keep the X-Men ones. But, but no, I, I appreciate the thought, uh, but let's not get carried away here. So, so that, that's the deal. When you think about giving gifts to your doctor, in the back of your doctor's mind, they don't really want the gifts. But at the same time, they're human beings, so they kind of want the gifts. So, so that's, that's what you're dealing with when you're gifting your physician something. Yeah, you just, just give them just a card. Just send them a card. That's enough. That's funny. <laughs> You mean a gift card or just a card? <laughs> I just meant a card. But uh, like okay. a thousand bucks for Best Buy. Come to come to Doctor Shoe. Now, gifting for your parents and my parents at this point in our life, this is one of the most difficult gifts to obtain. Yeah, because I find like my you talk about people who have not have everything. Yeah. In many ways, our parents at this point. They, whatever they need, they kind of got. If they don't have it, it's because they chose not to want it. Like it's, it, and it, routinely I'm giving them stuff that I know they don't need anything, so I don't even know what to buy. Yeah. Like here's another knife for your kitchen. You don't need it, but I gotta get something. So here's a knife. So to the point where like later in the year, my mom will be like, "Stop giving us these gifts. I don't want anything." She starts trying to give the gifts back to me. She's like, "You need a knife in your kitchen, right? Your knife's not sharp. Here, take take this blade you gave us four years ago, right?" She recently. Okay, and th this this is actually not in jest. She recently gave back like five sweaters that Swe we have given my dad over the last few years. Because as he's gotten more confused and demented, yeah. we don't know what to get him for Christmas. Like in truth, it doesn't really matter what you get him for Christmas because right. he can't use any of it. But we specifically had given him sweaters. Uh. But sweaters that you have to pull over your head at some point become too difficult for him to put on. Okay. Because you can't pull something over his head. It gets too confusing. Yeah. So he can only wear clothes that, you know, button along the front or zip along the front yeah. that are easy for my mom to dress in. Yeah. So now I have five Tommy Hilfiger sweaters <laughs> that pull over the head and that don't even fit me because they're in my dad's size. I don't know what <laughs> Your to dad do. Dad has a smaller time. head than you do. <laughs> no, it's his body. <laughs> uh, so, but they're nice sweaters at least. Like you're not giving they're your dad okay. junk sweaters that you don't want to wear. No, they're nice sweaters. Okay. But the thing is, my wife gave me that sweater too. She bought one for oh. me, one for her dad, one for my dad. So now I have doubles. <laughs> <laughs> and what, some of them you're going to have to grow into, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, grow slim down into. That's a really a project of mine at this age. <laughs>
But yeah, parents are hard. My my mom tends to already kind of tell us what she wants. So she'll sort of say like, okay, yeah, I booked um, like a driveway cleaning service this year. So, you, you know, you, you can give me See, half and the brother give me half. As always, your mom, bastion of wisdom on the medical dads. That's the way it's supposed to be. Okay. Parents, tell your kids what you want. Right. Arrange it. Yeah. Let them pay the bill. That's the way it's supposed to be. Don't do this. I don't want anything for Christmas. Don't get me anything. Yeah. Then your kids are like, I still got to get them something, except now I have no direction. <laughs> Here's a sweater that you can't even put on your head. Yeah. Grown up parents listening to the show. Just you. If you're saying you want nothing, then that means you're going to not spend any money on anything for the rest of ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like you you're gonna buy groceries next week well then let me at least right, give you a gift card for the groceries or you know you're gonna need someone to to shovel your walkway then let us pay for that someone to shovel your walkway but uh everybody every every elderly person needs something so oh everybody needs something right this whole idea that everyone's complete needs are satisfied yeah. that's not how the world works <laughs> i i know that my wife wants to buy me like uh, something nice and something that uh, that I'm gonna like, uh, but I also know that she she has a sense of the type of things I'm into, but uh, but has a lot of hesitancy about like okay if I buy you a comic book is this gonna be one that you have already or, or going to enjoy? Uh, if I buy you a video game is it gonna be one that sucks? Uh, you know all those types mm. of things. Uh, so I, I do try to make it easy for her by giving like you know some other hints or even just like yeah the, you know this is the issue I want of this thing. It just hit me. I'm turning into my parents because my wife was like, what do you want for Christmas? And I'm like, ah, I don't need anything. <laughs> it's just like a reflex. It's just like a reflex, polite answer. Right. I, I was still wearing my doctor hat. Doctor, what do you want? Oh, no, no, no I don't want anything. You're, take that back. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Your wife asks you what you want for Christmas. She's like, actually, it's not ethical for me to accept a gift from you. <laughs> You're going to expect something in return. <laughs> and I can't give you preferential treatment. So, so maybe that is our conclusion about Christmas presents is that Whatever you want, just tell people what you want for Christmas. That makes this whole thing a lot easier. Everyone's happy. Everyone's aware. Although the, the, I think the thing is, even when somebody tells you what they want or you know what they what they want, you're still always, well, not always, but usually you still feel like you want to get them a little something also that they didn't see coming, right? That that's a, that's a bit of a surprise that they're still gonna like. Right, right. Because you think you're smarter than everybody else, right? You gotta you gotta up the game. Up the I know you better than you know yourself. But for, for my for my mom, like I'll usually get her something little, right? Like uh, it's like you want me to get your driveway, great, I'll get your driveway, and then you know I know you like salty snacks, so here's like uh, you know some fancy cashews, or you know mm -hmm. usually try to give a little something like that. But uh, okay, we don't have a ton of time left, so we should dive into wives, right? What are you getting? Oh yeah, because this is not going to take a long time. <laughs> this is the most difficult gift of all. I my wife does the same thing. What do you want for Christmas? I don't want anything. I'm fine, right? So we're playing this chess game where no, no, who's gonna blink first, right? Well, it's not, and you know, I think uh, there's that other. Uh, depending on what your wife is like, right? Well, women, I'm gonna make a generalization, but are probably more prone to being annoyed with clutter around the house than men. And I know that's not always true because I know some some couples where the guy is quite a neat freak and is complaining about everything the wife brings home. But uh, uh, there is always that worry that you're not just going to get something that they don't really care about, but that they're actually going to be annoyed that like, great, now I have this, right? Mm -hmm. What am I going to do right. with a... Uh 
blouse steamer that takes up like three cubic meters of the of the laundry room space. Okay, first of all, the blouse steamer is not a good Christmas gift for your wife, no matter what she says. <laughs> right? Man gadgets for women is not a <laughs> <Yes>. thing. <laughs> Although, you know, I had read that, you know, never get a, a woman a gift of something for the kitchen because that will, mm. you know, it's sending the message that you expect them to cook or something like that. Um, right. But my wife is always adamant that, like, although uh, that's been written, that is not true, that she wants stuff for the kitchen. But uh, again, not kitchen gadgets uh, that she doesn't want, you know, like. Uh, she wanted a, a cast iron pan one year and was quite happy when she got that. I'm going to tell you what you should get your wife for Christmas. Okay. <laughs> Air Jordan 1s. All right. Go to footlocker.ca. No, <laughs> these are shoes. These are basketball sneakers. Your wife will appreciate this. They're very trendy. They come in different color releases all the time. They have the Michael Jordan Jumpman logo. They're not cheap. They're collectibles, but you can wear them in various social settings. Uh, these, are, these are women's shoes. Yeah, they, they release them in men and women's. So there are women colorways, right? Mm -hmm. But depending on what style she's looking for, what? there's a lot of different options. AJ1, all, all right? right? This is, this is she will appreciate this, this. I mean, this sounds preposterous, but my wife plays volleyball. So perhaps a good pair of sneakers she could play volleyball and would actually... This be... is not for playing sports. This is for fashion. When, when I saw you guys in the summer, your wife commented that I always have good shoes, she which did. I found really bizarre. Because I was like, I didn't know anyone was paying attention to my shoes, but I do put a lot of thought into the shoes that I wear, and I feel like she would appreciate a fancy pair of sneakers. That's so if you go, look up when we're done this recording, look up Jordan One. That's the classic. Yeah. And if you want to go with something extra snazzy, Jordan Three or Jordan Five is my personal favorite. Uh, Jordan Six. These are like the old Michael Jordan shoes from the '80s and '90s that are now just in the retro release world coming out all the time. Okay, but Jordan 1. Jordan 1 is the most famous one. Jordan 1s, okay. Uh, yeah, because yeah, actually when you when you pointed out that my wife had commented on your shoes, that did, uh, it's a bit of a light bulb moment for me because I do remember her actually saying that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I should I should just trust, trust Yoda on this. He knows what he's talking about. But shoes are tricky to buy because a lot of these kind of fancy designer shoes and whatnot, whatnot yeah you don't actually are you're not able to fit it right you have to order it online it shows up it might not fit your foot right so this is the, this is the question mark but the jordans in general are fairly wide so if your foot is a little on the wider side it should still fit okay all right yeah, that's a good idea my wife is into christmas villages uh, as just as an aside um mm. when she was a little girl her one of her friends uh, mothers uh, had a big, big Christmas village, and she used to just like sit and enjoy watching all the little like details of the Christmas village. So I've kind of gotten into a thing of getting her Christmas village pieces every year, and um, mm. even now, now my kids are into it and seeing what she gets this year and, and adding it to the collection. But uh, I mean, I do I enjoy the whole process of thinking of what a good gift is for a person, and, and then and then getting it, and then and then seeing how it plays out uh so i do it is true it is true if you have time to deal with such things in your life you need a little bit of headspace for this that's where that's why christmas gets stressful in general right it's not that people hate having a celebration or hate seeing their family or any of these things it's just that uh like all kind of fun requires some effort and work at the beginning to set it up uh, and then everything gets so busy around the holidays that uh, you know people find themselves wishing that it was just a regular day just because of the stress of the setup. You know? So we've kind of reached this impasse. Yeah. 
on the one hand, we're saying, just tell people what you want because that makes everyone's life easier. On the other hand, we're saying, I like putting some thought into the gift that I give somebody. So live, give me some space, give me some time, and I will find something that you want. Well, we can't have it both ways. Which one is it going to be? <laughs> well, consider this uh, as the individual. If people could not figure out a gift to give you, that is a sign that perhaps you are a boring person, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, I know my wife, uh, she's uh, taken up golf and got really into that. So that opens up all kinds of gifts that you could give to someone who's into golf. Uh, she plays mm. volleyball. Uh, she likes Christmas villages. Uh, you know, she has uh, different shows that she's interested in, stuff like that. She has interests, right? She has interests, which make her interesting, which then also give the opportunity to find gifts that she would be interested in. But if you're a person who no one can find a gift for you, maybe you don't have enough hobbies. So, but, but what about this business about your mom, right? Your mom, now she's just getting a person to shovel her snow. <laughs> like, what, what are you saying? <laughs> well, uh, my, you know, there's the gift of, there's the thing that my mom says she wants and then good, that's done. But then there's always that, that little side thing that I'm giving where it's not about showing how much I care because I bought something huge, but showing that I care, like I pay attention to, to, you know, your life. And so like my mother, for mm. example, has, has gotten really into painting and she paints some really nice uh, paintings. So it's like, yeah, mm. they're uh, a paintbrush, uh, a nice paintbrush. It's not like in, in truth, in truth, if you know someone well, I, I'm not going to say it's because whether you're interesting or in, not interesting, but I feel like if we know someone well, yeah. we should be able to get them something. It's a, it is a bit of a measuring stick of how well you know someone, yeah. right? And you know, like when you're when you're when you're younger and you're dating and you're trying to you know trying to impress a girl by giving her something, yeah. and you end up buying these like things that are so generic because you don't even know the girl really, right? <laughs> you just you like the concept of having a girlfriend, so you're like you're just shelling out for flowers. <laughs> right? You're a girl. You must like giant stuffed animals with hearts. <laughs> and flowers here, here have another flower yeah. right but now we like to think that as mature adult medical dads we can we can put some thought into this thing figure out something that you're going to want right and i think that's that's not bad it means we know them right and it's also not bad if they tell us what they want because sometimes everyone has something that they want that is not clearly projected yeah if you're struggling to figure out what to get for somebody start with uh with like okay well what do they like to do what what are they what are they interested in? What do they do for fun? And then you might actually realize that they that there is something you can get them. But I was going to actually say flowers. F flowers aren't a bad gift, though. Um, and from the point of view, men tend to underestimate how much women like flowers. Uh, because the thing with the flower is, it's something that is completely frivolous, right? It's like a waste of money, really, because the flowers are so temporary. Right? But mm. uh, like... People like feeling like you are willing to spend some money on them that, yeah, this is just money I'm spending on you. Uh, flowers are a great gift. I actually always make a point to buy flowers at some points of the year. Yeah. Even though my wife's always making a stink about this is a waste of money and it's frivolous. Yeah. I am a huge fan of it because it's so clean as a gift. You yeah. know, you put it out and when it's done, it disappears. You throw it in the garbage and you kind of move on, right? Yeah. And you don't end up having this little piece of plastic, like this plastic flower that now is on display permanently yes. forever. And, yes. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. If you don't like the flowers, well, then you can just look at them until they die and then they're gone in a week. Uh, whereas mm. that dancing Santa is going to be there <laughs> all year round. Uh, so you think our episode is done, but we didn't talk about... What we want for Christmas. That's We have to end on this. <laughs> Maybe that's a separate episode. All right, what do we want for Christmas? <laughs> 
What do you get the man who has everything? Well, you get the next issue of whatever he's... Well, first of all, for, the, for our audience out there, if you've listened to enough episodes, you kind of could figure out what we want for Christmas. You already know us, yeah. so we don't need to tell you, right? So you can figure out what we want, get it for us, that's fine, right? All we want but, for Christmas is for our wives to start listening to the show so they know what to guess for Christmas. <laughs> but maybe don't start with this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But now, in terms of what we actually want, though, if you're really struggling to give the medical dads a present this this Christmas, what are the things that you're looking for this Christmas, Dr. Harmon? Uh, well, uh, I, my character that I like is the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> so <laughs> so comic books in, featuring the Incredible Hulk are always appreciated by me. Um, Except, well, you're going to run into the problem. You, none of us know how many of these things you've actually read. You've probably read most of them at this point. Actually, I'm not up to date with any of the new stuff. So the, the latest issue of, of whatever Incredible Hulk, my wife could get me that. And, uh, mm. and actually, I, I think I will send her, like, a, here's a picture of what it looks like <laughs> so that you know which one to get. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, the medical dads are always talking about getting in, uh, into books in general, right? We just recorded, I think, last week an episode on books. So mm-hmm. um, rather than me telling somebody this is the book that I want, uh, I think books are something where it's like, well, you kind of know what I like and you know what I'm interested in. So I'd be, like, be happy to try a book that somebody else thinks is a book I would like. So that's another, that's another suggestion. Um, uh, you know, if, if people are trying to figure out what gift card to get, uh, Nintendo gift cards you know, go well down <laughs> at, this, at this house. Um, I mean, these are just something that things. These are nerdy ideas that are just coming off the top of my head. Uh, but did you have some other things? Well, obviously, any anything with the officially licensed with the NBA logo. You know that little white man with the blue and red on the side. Yeah. If it's a if it's a jacket, if it's a hat, if it's if it's a jersey, I eat that stuff up. It doesn't, and, and it, that's the type of thing that's you're always looking at. Even as a medical doctor, you're like. It's a waste of money. I don't want to spend money on this stuff. So whenever you receive a gift of something that you kind of wanted but you didn't want to spend money on, that always hits home with me. Yeah, it's funny when when when, like, when I'm on the spot to think of uh, a gift. It's not that oh I don't want anything. It's more just that you know so rarely do I have the chance to really think about like I'm just gonna get something for myself that uh, I actually have to sit down and think about it. So that's the problem we run into at my house is my wife saying in early December, yeah, I need some ideas for gifts for you. And I'm like, okay, yes, yes, all right, let me think about it. And then I just never, I don't get around to, to yeah. telling her, you know. Yeah, now we're on to the Christmas episode. There's no time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I will agree with you. Books is a good one. For me, that's probably the best one. I always get excited when I'm holding a wrapped thing and I know there's a book inside. Yeah. Because there's that moment where it's like, oh, this could be something really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And I, I, I like electronics, so. All right. And that's it. That's our discussion on Christmas presents. Remember, Christmas is not about the presents. All right. <laughs> it's about many other things but the presents, except we did just talk about presents today. Yeah. Christmas, Christmas is not about presents. It's just that presents are the good part. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. We'll see you in the new year. Can't wait. Have a new year, folks.